0: So why do you have beef with Mel Brooks's son's masterpiece?
1: Well, okay, I like the book World Rosie. I know it's a very well-made book. Um I liked his zombie survival guide. It, you know, it's all very early 2000s when the zombie craze was like a whole thing. Uh the the voice cast very well done. Uh you know, it's like the, the audiobook I got done listening to. I'd read it before. I read it in like 2010. I just finally listened to the audiobook. I just, I think it's kind of contrived to make, basically, reading it now in 2023, it is very much a snapshot of the politics of 2006. It's like kind of funny because it's, you know, like China is no longer like backwards nowadays but back then it's like they were just barely industrializing and stuff you know they didn't even host the Olympics yet like they did in 2008 a few years later uh, Russia's very it's very stereotypical like oh the Soviet you know oh, waves you know that we kind of have a different picture of nowadays with the Ukraine war and you know the three day special military operation that we're in day 574 <laughs> of uh, it's just interesting I, I just think Basically, I, the, the bit that pisses me off about it... Not pisses me off, maybe that's too strong. The bit that annoys me about it is kind of... He needed... It, the problem that the zombie movies and books and stuff always have to have is... Step one, you have to actually have the zombies beat the military. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't work if they can't beat the military because then the military just clears them. Like, did they just die? And how they do it in the book is... And these are just like slow walking zombies, right? In the book, they're not like they're not running. They're not like Left for Dead where they're like special infected or whatever. Basically, what they do in the book though is they're just like, here we're setting up in Yonkers, New York. We're shooting all the ones that came out of Manhattan, and then because they're zombies and you have to hit them in the head, they don't die, and then the military loses. And it's just like, bro, like if I shoot you, if if, if I shoot you with. Like a, a machine gun. But they're zombies. But, but like, okay, I don't hit you in the head, so you don't die. But I obliterate your torso. You're, you're not going to be a threat. Like, I don't care if you're like undead. and no, Oh, they just keep coming. It's like, I, okay, I have obliterated your spine with a tank round. Um, You're not dead. You're just a head on the ground. But, and it's just like they're like, yeah, the, the machine guns just didn't work because you had to hit them in the head and we needed more accuracy. And it's like, why do you have to hit them in the head? Just just shoot them. Like, like I, I get the argument the author was trying to make, but it always just is annoying because it's like World War One. you know, you just set up in a straight line with machine guns and an enemy that's slowly moving towards you. And guess what? You just fucking turn them into red mist. Like, it's not that hard. You just shoot them <laughs> Because guess what? Bullets don't just like puncture you like a needle. They kind of make holes and explode what they hit. Especially if I'm shooting you with like a fifty cal that's on a tank, you know, like a fifty cal machine gun. You just shoot them. Like like it's not that hard. But but the author is trying to do this like oh the thermobaric weapons don't work because they're not like regular humans. But it's like just just hit them with napalm. Like it's not that hard. You know, I just read a book also i've been going hard with the audiobooks this week about the bombing campaign in um world War two uh the bomber mafia by malcolm gladwell it's pretty good too uh and they just basically for a little bit describe both the invention of napalm and what it does and you know they're kind of like illustrating like forward to vietnam but it's like okay If you're fighting a force of beings that are not human and they're dead and they kill you immediately and also their blood and guts and shit, uh, like infects you. So, you know, you want to just napalm them. Like seriously, just, just, just shoot them with napalm. It sticks to them. It melts. I don't care if like, Oh, you got, you got to shoot the head though. It's like, but if they don't have any like muscle or like matter left, they're not really a threat. You can also use, like, chemical weapons on... I don't think, melt, yeah, Max Brooks thought about, like, oh, yeah, you can use chemical weapons on uh, on zombies. Like, that's not a war crime. They're already dead. Because he was just, like, he he made that point in the book where it's like, oh, yeah, VF, VX gas. They don't need to breathe. But it's like, okay, but white phosphorus melts skin. Uh, and, and they're just skin. Like, like you can just, like, melt them alive. I mean, they're not alive. They're dead. It's not a war crime if they're already dead. Like, you can just go, hate, like, ham with that. I, I don't know. The movie was even dumber, but it's just like I, I basically it's just like the suspension of disbelief fails when you try to actually like explicitly demonstrate the military losing because it's just like it. it I just can't suspend my
0: disbelief from that. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Cleo Talk. Am I told
1: my... you I was gonna go off. I told you I've, I've been thinking about this for ten years, dude. When I first read it, it's like this is kind of dumb. And <laughs> I read it again, it's like the rest of the book is really good, but just them going into they should have left it ambiguous. As to how we lost, you know, it's like oh yeah, the military. Blah. That's like the Walking Dead. They never show you the military losing; they just lost. And it's like okay, cool. That's I can suspend my disbelief for that.
0: My name is Matt, and I'm RC, and uh, we're talking about zombies. Honestly, got me going. I the zombie like thing. Like I've never liked any of the zombie stories. The zombie survival guide was a book. Like I remember going to the borders bookstore down the street from my house and always looking at that book. I have it. Yeah. My parents would never buy it for me because they thought it was stupid.
1: It's fun. I mean the, the survival guide, it's, it's just fun. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a, Ooh. And then he came out with the book a couple of years later, world war Z. And it's like, Oh, that's kind of fun. And the, the book is cool. L- like world war Z. Like if you, if HBO was still around, uh, they could make a pretty good miniseries out of it that isn't the movie. because it, It's kind of cool. A bunch of different stories and stuff.
0: HBO is around. They just don't make cool stuff anymore.
1: They canceled Winning Time. It's like the best show I've seen in like four years. It just got season two. It's really good. They canceled it for no reason.
0: Oh, you, you know what else about HBO? Band of Brothers is on Netflix now. Mm-hmm. Why is... why That's would i Why would you let like one of your prestige miniseries that like rocketed you into like The stratosphere.
1: Hence why I said they're not around because they're owned by some guy now who's basically his job is now just to tank the company. It's bizarre. We keep letting these like venture capitalist vultures get ownership of companies that then their job is just to drive them into the ground to like make a tiny bit of profit. Because oh well technically we spent less money because we fired everyone, so our payroll was zero for one quarter. So that's twenty five percent growth.
0: Isn't that how Instapot died? Yes, it's exactly how Instapot died. It's just like what 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 could have been just like a household like foodwares brand that makes like millions of dollars instead of venture capitalists should have gonna make this a billion dollar company out of air fryers and race cookers?
1: Instapot, Twitter, Unity. We got like tons of examples now. It's just like Like, you're you're not allowed to be a company and just make a profit reliably. You're you're not allowed to do that anymore. You have to have, like, 20%. Basically, it's just like your company now, by definition, legally has to be unsustainable or else you're going to get sued by your shareholders. It's so
0: stupid. Well, why can't we just have, like, an understanding that, like, growth does not have to, like, compound year after year? And also, you can have bad years, and that's totally fine as long as you, like, have plans to keep all your employees employed.
1: Well, it, it's like I like four hundred one k's, right? Like yeah. you want that to grow every year, but it's just like okay, slow, consistent growth because that's what's important. It doesn't matter if your four hundred one k goes up a hundred percent one year; doesn't matter because you're in it for the long run, right? Yeah. So you just want slow one percent every single year. That's fine. I'm retiring in fifty years; it'll be up however much, right? I know that's not like accounting for inflation and stuff, but point being is slow, consistent growth is the actual winner because that's how your company's around for 100 years. You know? mm-hmm. it's just We're just going to do what we do. We're not going to do anything too radical. But nowadays, it's like the corporate world is just infected with that virus of, yeah, we have to have massive returns because that's the only, even though it kills the company in five years because like Instant Pot, we're going to do all this stupid shit and drive the company bankrupt and all these people are out of jobs. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. <sighs> I hearkening back to our last episode middle class rebellion yeah I, by the way i'm gonna do this live on air i feel like we need to change our logo from the uh statue i feel like i feel like people get the wrong idea
0: should we uh like maybe reach out and get like a like a commission like logo that kind of has a statue but it's more cartoony so it seems like we're more of a like, not statue Twitter. That's what I'm kind thing. of
1: thinking. Because I'm kind of thinking a lot of people see us on Twitter or our podcast and just kind of assume that we're one of those guys. And it's kind of like a we're not first impression. Yeah. I mean,
0: people listening currently uh, who have listened for a while know that. We're not. Um, but if this is your first episode, hello and welcome. I'm sorry for the four-minute four four <laughs> cold open about zombies.
1: Look, they're coming back, okay? It's fun. Also... Oh. Also, I was just going to say, with the pandemic, it's it's more topical than ever, you know? Yeah.
0: If only the pandemic happened in 2006, then World War Z and...
1: Well, okay, so funnily enough, we did have the original SARS virus around, like, 2006, 2005-ish. Mm-hmm. And so he based... You know, that was from China and stuff, just like the new one was. So he actually based the Chinese, like, SARS thing... That's what he based his zombie virus around. So it's basically both the construction of the three Gorges dam, and then that that, that that's how he kind of structured it. But it is a little bit fun after we had you know, COVID to be like, oh yeah, there's this and virus, it's st- and it's
0: and it's still here. Yeah, it's actually getting worse in to- 2023 right now. Is it getting worse? Yeah, I've been seeing uh, there's been like boosts in um, uh, COVID uh, like test rates, and Joe Biden just recently, I think today. Uh, cut a bunch of money so they can go back to sit mailing free tests again. I saw that, which and, that's
1: good. I don't know why they ever stopped that.
0: And I'm not sure if you've been to a CVS or Walgreens, but if you want to get cold medicine, it is cleared out. Hmm. So uh if you haven't yet, get your flu shot and COVID-19 booster.
1: I haven't yet. Yeah, I... It, <laughs> You just say, I have an idea.
0: I am getting it Friday because I want the day. Because every single time I have a horrific reaction to the booster, actually, all the COVID shots, I'm out of commission for like a day. So I'm going to light a Saturday on fire for my own safety.
1: Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I got the original COVID vaccine. I got it early because I was like a special employee because I worked at a grocery store. Yeah. And I just kind of was lazy and I, I never got a booster.
0: You haven't gotten boosters? Ever.
1: No. What I, the? I got COVID like once last year and it was like the Me? sickest I have ever been except for the time I was died of pneumonia. Uh, and I just, I'm just kind of lazy. I, I haven't done it yet. I know I need to.
0: Dude, you don't even have any boosters? <laughs> and you, no. You, you were so sick. I know. <laughs> it, it, it would have been easier if you had the boosters. I know.
1: I I realized that once I got it, it's like I probably should have gotten boosted at some point. But I just kinda of, well I was working at the grocery store and it's like, you know, they give you the one time they get the actual vaccine and then they just kinda of never did that again. And it's like, well, I don't really have time. Well, I mean and then I moved and then it's like, well, now it's a whole thing. It
0: it's still free and I have like I've been getting the boosters basically whenever like the uh, hypochondriac around me that I uh, uh, keep in contact with uh, says he's getting his boosters. So whenever he's saying he's getting it, I'm going to go and get mine. But every single time I get it, I have a horrific reaction where I'm just like, I feel like I have COVID for one day and then I'm fine afterwards.
1: See, that's the thing is I'm not a hypochondriac, and I get sick once per year, but I get like really, really, really sick. I I I don't get sick, but when I do, I go hard. Like I'll have like a 110 degree fever or something like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's where it's just like, I just don't think about it because I don't really ever get sick. Either my immune system's really good or it's really bad and I'm just lucky. I, I can't tell.
0: But yeah. man, I remember when I uh got my first COVID shot, like I was looking around, I was still in the uh, in the college town I was going to school in and uh, stuff around that that town, and then where my parents lived, there was basically no ability to get a shot. But there is a rural town in Kansas that you know of well called Pleasanton, Kansas. Yes. Who, after me calling around, I called the Kansas like health department clinic down there, and was like, "Yes, please come down. They're about to expire. No one wants them." Oh. So I drove down to Pleasanton, Kansas, to get my COVID shots and when I was waiting to get my second one I remember distinctly I was sitting there mask on in the uh, in the clinic and this a lady waddles in the receptionist looks up and goes Debra you can't be in here you have COVID and she's just like I want to talk to the." and she's like we'll come out to your car you cannot be in here you have COVID and I'm just like what in the actual <laughs> fuck is going on Dude, here small towns are great
1: <laughs> see I, I, I got a Docs myself. I I got in Wichita when I was living there, but it was wild because I, I think I think we all forget, or at least I forget, or I don't think about it that much, or I was just depressed and like it was a weird time in 2020. But it was just like I was like in a movie, you know. It was like actually like the streets were just shut down. There was nobody on the roads. I go to the like vaccination site, which was the old library, which was abandoned, but then they just turned it into a vaccination center. So it's this massive concrete like brutalist building that you just walk into and there's just like 400 people I saw like I was walking in behind some like I, I don't know the like Buddhists the, the robes and stuff yeah. yeah there's like five of those guys there it's just like wow, this is kind of weird it's like a segment of all the people who are either elder because it was like you know in like February of 2020 2021 I think, yeah. so it was like me the guy who works at a girl you know like how the fuck am I an essential employee and then it was like all the elderly and like I guess immunosuppressant or whatever mm-hmm. I, I don't know whatever groups were getting it early
0: Every. When it was like first going down and I actually realized it was going down, I uh I went to Walmart and bought like I think I drained the majority of my bank account buying enough food stocks to where I didn't leave. And I didn't leave for like a month and a half during the lockdown thing. And uh the I will admit that I uh may or may not have been uh on a drug that gives you the munchies, and I went to McDonald's once like a month and a half in and I felt absolutely atrocious going through the McDonald's drive through Like, I am a piece of shit. We're in a global pandemic. See, okay. little, little did I know that no one was paying attention. People just stopped after two weeks and just kept on doing stuff. I just didn't realize because I was, may or may not have been uh, just really high the like, entire time. Your
1: your college kicked you out, right? Because you had like spring break and then you came back and then they kicked you out, right?
0: Well, I, I was in a like a private apartment that I rented. But yeah, oh, no, we, we were... Yeah. Like it was, I had friends who were uh, still on campus and they basically said, uh, you have 24 hours. Here's trash bags. Get your shit out. You're not allowed back in. Yeah.
1: That's what they did to us basically. Um, but I had the, so I, I, I drove back home and then I had to come back like four days later and just, we had to carry me and my uh, now fiance I had to carry everything out in our cars in one trip. So we just shoved everything out there in like one car. It was wild. But, uh, i stopped going to online class because i hated the online classes and all my teachers are like i don't know how to grade online without any tests so y'all get an A. <laughs> yeah. I, I had one t- two months before in like february of 2020 you know like we all shut down like march or whatever but in like february it was my logic professor and he was like well you know i'm not sure if this thing's real or not but honestly if we actually have to like go to like online class or like something weird happens. I'm just canceling class. Y'all get an A. I, I don't want to deal with it. And he was saying that jokingly. <laughs> and then it comes around. He's like, well, I got to stick to my word because I actually don't know how to do the online classes. So y'all get an A. Yeah.
0: I had already like taken some online classes uh, pre like COVID. And when online classes first started happening, I'm just like, wow, I already have online class experience because basically they were like, these uh classes that the professor basically just recorded their lectures on a powerpoint and he just watched it and then like did like assignments on blackboard and then submitted a paper for the midterm and the final it was basically just like uh yeah this person it, it this is just it like you like do just assign through blackboard you watch the video and whatever i thought this is exactly what it's going to be and then zoom happened and uh when people I had one professor who was trying to still continue like the participatory thing where you're just like, all right, can someone like speak up during the Zoom class? And it's just like, no, nobody. No, it's April of 2020. I am zoinked. Uh, You are not getting me to answer a question.
1: I I did find that funny when they were just right in the middle of the Zoom thing, right? When I first started, they were trying to do the classes like normal, not realizing it's like, dude, nobody is here for this. Like, because to be honest, me and my dad just kind of for like, two or three months solid. You know those margarita buckets you can buy? Yeah. We were going through about one of those a week. Dude. It was great. <laughs> we were all just from home, and it's like, well, what, what are we even supposed to do? We're not supposed to go anywhere. So I just get up. You know in my jammies? Or just... I wouldn't get dressed because it's like, well, why am I getting dressed? From? I'm going outside and <laughs> just be crushing margaritas. It, it, it was you and your dad in pajamas just crushing margaritas? Yes. We but went that, through about five of those buckets in about a month and a half. It was great.
0: That <laughs> rocks.
1: Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> we were getting really good tequila too because it's like, well, oh, the liquor stores still open. That's essential.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, uh, of liquor stores, uh, I remember uh, talking to my dad because he still had to continue working through that. Um, and he's a, like he's a traveling salesman. And, uh, so, but he is still kind of nostalgic about the, like being able to just drive on the highway and there was no one on you. He's just like, yeah, I could just like go like 120 and no one's going to stop me. And yeah. it's just completely empty. Oh, and, it was
1: great. It was great. Did you ever go just driving?
0: No, no, no. I like literally, I bought the groceries at Walmart, basically blew my entire bank account and then hunkered down and just was like, like.
1: I'm not going to lie. You missed out by not driving during that period. You know how like a 911 where everyone was talking about afterwards. Yeah. And, you know, like so quiet. It's like that. But like, have you ever wanted to drive down like Main Street in Kansas City with no cars anywhere? Not, not even parked on the side. Just completely dead. Or like anywhere. I-35. Just no cars anywhere. Not
0: see a single person. Mm-hmm
1: yeah that, that that's what it was it was just like legitimately you could like that Cannonball run thing where they're driving across the country where that guy did it during the pandemic and it's yeah. like that record is never going to be broken because there was nobody on the road yeah and you didn't have to do any of the normal stuff I, I think about that and i also think about um we went to olive garden you know, like you were talking it was like a month later and yeah. it kind of started to open up and olive garden was like Hey, you know, we want to like make money. Can you can come and they they had the whole thing. They spray painted the parking lot so that like here we have like forty spaces. You call ahead, you park in the space. Like you you park in nineteen. Yeah, you go there, and we're there. We're getting in the line to get to the space, and they're like, okay, so we got we got a bunch of wine that uh, nobody's here. Uh, Do you want wine? It was you know like they're really nice it's olive garden but it's yeah. pretty good wine it's ten dollars a bottle <laughs> <laughs> so we bought like three of them because it's like you know what actually i will take like you're really cheap you know because they got like the big vault of wine but it's yeah. like well nobody's in the restaurant we're not allowed to sell this to like open to go nobody's taking glasses of wine so do you want to just buy a bottle because we got like a ton of bottles of wine that are just sitting around that was great
0: yeah i it all I, of
1: mine are just alcohol related, but I, I mean, didn't have access to drugs. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, all of mine was just hanging out, uh, with my, uh, roommates and just like watching a lot of just like King of the Hill, uh, being may or may not inebriated on, um, a drug that's legal in Missouri.
1: Yeah. LSD. Yeah.
0: Yeah. LSD. No, but I, uh, Turning on my Zoom glass, turning the, the the like sounding camera off, and just watching like YouTube on my phone in the middle of the lecture, and yes. no one's gonna tell me to turn it like just to participate. Dude,
1: legitimately, I okay. I have my main desktop, and then I had the laptop that I did Zoom on. I would have my Zoom laptop right here next to my desk, and I would have hearts of Iron four on my main <laughs> monitor because it's like. I would just be like, yeah, I'm looking at the screen, but I would actually be looking past it at Hearts of Iron Slore <laughs> because it's like, oh, who cares? Like, I, I wasn't mean, even sure if we were all going to die or not. So it's like, well, I want to get my education. I want to pass classes. But like, because yeah. it's like, you know, then you got like the Delta, you got all these like new variants coming out. And it's like, well, it's just getting worse. Apparently, this is great. And
0: and then basically for this entire year of 2023, up until basically now, we're just kind of like, yeah, it, 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 it's not a thing anymore just like uh, it's
1: endemic now
0: it, it, yeah I mean
1: I just I think about because I got really back in the 9/11 a few months ago and I <laughs> you got, got really big into 911 yeah, every time I go on a flight I get like really into reading books or like watching documentaries about 9/11 I don't <laughs> know why but uh, I was reading one and it was kind of a, uh, a you know an oral history type thing where they just do interviews with people and then it's basically just people telling their stories and that's just yeah. the whole history it's actually a really good book Uh the audio book again is pretty good they got like a full cast but um i was just thinking about that and i was thinking about like covid and it's like you know we could like that's kind of
0: that's what we're doing on this podcast right now
1: i I was thinking about that exactly right now as we're talking about it's like yeah that's kind of what we're doing and also it's like yeah a lot of everyone kind of did it like experienced it differently and we, we don't have that like we'll never have that again that kind of one month two month period where everybody was just kind of like okay where this is legit
0: and the the weirdest thing is like you talk to other people and they're just if they were in like the working world and they like either like they got laid off and like it was one of like the worst like financial times of their life Mm -hmm. or like kids who are like were in elementary school and basically like are now like emotionally and educationally stunted Mm -hmm. whereas we were just like in the later years of college so we just got to like just fuck around and chill
1: yeah we got to fuck around and chill and got shit out into one of the worst job markets uh in the past 40 years probably at least in 2008 there wasn't uh also a virus that shut down businesses it was just like an economic crisis
0: or you could just be like an essential worker who was just like yeah i still have to like do my job
1: well remember i had a I was working at a grocery store for the latter half because I was still in college. Me and my... We, we got an apartment and stuff, you yeah. know. So uh, I got that whole thing for like about five months where they required masks. And I was working like behind the plexiglass and doing all that stuff. And then I started working in the garage, uh, not the garage, the gas station where I'm just in a concrete box with the plexiglass and dome. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just working a normal job now. Like I don't need a mask because... There's like a bulletproof window in between me and everybody else. Uh, uh, now that was weird. It was weird. And it's like, you can't really talk about it because it's political now, you know, the whole COVID thing. It's like, it was a legitimate thing that happened, but now it's politics. So you can't talk about it. Like YouTube flags it like half the country's convinced it wasn't actually real. Yeah. I and mean, half the country's convinced that John Fetterman is apparently a series of clones.
0: Did, did you see the fake Craigslist post that was circulating around Twitter slash X
1: no, I I saw the uh, Star Wars meme of Obi Wan walking through the, the, the cloning facility, being like, "Well, we wanted to clone a Jedi, but Sifo dios was uh, insistent we clone this guy from Philadelphia, six 6'8. Ah,
0: uh, the the Craigslist post was just like actors wanted DC area. We need people who are like six eight and look like a white Shrek. Ah, uh, not for any reason. You need to be able to at least know something about politics. We live
1: in I I don't think uniquely stupid times, but I don't love
0: it. Like our parents' cultural events were just like minor political scandals. Uh our cultural events is a former president got arrested and half the country thinks that a like a real fucking virus that happened isn't actually real.
1: You know, I was I was reading speaking of like our parents' cultural events, I was reading about like Mount St. Helens. Yeah, because I just find that fascinating. Because that's like something I know happened. You know, it's like oh yeah, Mount St. Helens, but it's like you read back up on it, and it's like you know they knew it was gonna blow for like two months. Yeah, like they were kind of getting size. So it was just kind of like the event of the '80s, like like 1980. I mean, where like oh yeah, Mount St. Helens is gonna erupt at some point. Like, we don't know what's going to happen exactly. And it's, you know, case in point, 60 people died because there's, you know, a bunch of researchers there, like that one famous photographer that was there who died in it. There was a volcanologist who's like taking samples and stuff and died who he, he actually wasn't on the volcano. He was like six miles away at a like watch station and was killed like almost instantly. And it's just like, I think about that. And then I think about now where it's like, it feels like we went from. And I'm not, like, doing the return or whatever for major political events, but it does feel like our political events were, like, assassination attempts and stuff, and now it's just, like...
0: Let's murder a million Americans by, like, just pretending the virus isn't real?
1: That, and then it's, like, well, Jimmy on Twitter doesn't think that, uh, like this politician is actually a real being he thinks he's an alien it's like these guys that like it used to be like national Enquirer, like fucking tabloid stuff that is now like national news and actually like oh well, jim what do you think like you know chairman of the joint chiefs of staff and it's just like the stupidest i think that, I, I think about that, that that like thing in mexico where they had like the paper mache doll and they're like it's a real extraterrestrial and it's like why is this news like this is like literally the cover of a national Enquirer story but this is now on CNN and we're, we we have, like, people from, like, the Pentagon talking as if this is something that's actually, like, relevant at all. Like, like why is this things that we talk about now? <laughs> why why is this, was it always like this? Because I feel like it wasn't. I feel like this is all just, like, social media, death of print news stuff where the, or, or just, we, whatever, whatever gets
0: clicks. We all have un, undiagnosed brain worms.
1: Yeah. It's just like I, I feel like I, half the stories now are just because we have set up a system in which our media and our ways of interacting with each other are incentivizing us to make each other mad and to get people to like angrily respond, you know, because it's like Twitter does that thing now where like impressions will pay people with blue checks and it's like, OK, cool. So Twitter is now it will now pay people to get as many people mad and quote tweeting and dunking on them as possible. Yeah. Like it's now incentivizing the stupidest people on the planet to post the stupidest things you've ever heard. And they're getting paid for it. Like this is healthy. Uh, This is great.
0: (laughs) man. I just, (sighs) we're, we're not, Back to the anti-Doomer action, we're not being Doomer, we're just, this is going down nostalgia lane about COVID-19, and uh, I don't know.
1: It's been a very, it's not Doomer, it's just, it's been a very weird couple of weeks, <laughs> why we haven't posted in a couple of weeks, so it's just kind of yeah, one of those things. Well,
0: life is odd, um, and we also have day jobs. Which... That is true. Which, we do not
1: make enough money from this podcast to quit our jobs.
0: I, I don't think we've made a single cent off this podcast.
1: No, we have not.
0: No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, hey, let us know if your week uh, or the past, like, two or three weeks have been just absolute hell at your place of employment. And if this has made you uh, feel any better about that. Because uh, yeah. it's been hell for us.
1: Oh, I, I, guess, I guess we never did the news. No. We've just been lamenting. Yeah, United Auto Workers, the, the Kansas City GM plant got shut down, not because of a strike, but because um, GM shut it down.
0: Yeah. We are not actual United Auto Workers. Oh, it, God, it, no. it, it, that
1: I'm not cool it, enough to be union.
0: If you didn't connect it, we're just saying the news. We're not actually related to the strikes. Solidarity to the strikes. We, we did –
1: did it did i say something that sounded like well the, the way that
0: i like was picking up the conversation about me talking about like work and oh yeah you. yeah
1: yeah. no no we're not complaining about work because of that we no. work in completely unrelated fields i just that's something that happened today is the gm plant in north casey got shut down because a different plant went on strike so gm's like well we're shutting down the kansas city one so they laid off everyone it's like wow oh, this is terrific that the Hollywood strikes are still going on, that yellow strike that we were talking about months ago in our Summer of Strikes episode, Yeah, that company just went out of business. That's 5,000 people out of jobs.
0: R- rest in me is yellow trucking, like the third biggest like less-than-load trucking company out there.
1: I feel like, and this might be a hot take, I feel like if Biden had simply not capitulated immediately to BNSF, Union Pacific, all the rail companies, if he had actually let the rail workers go on strike for like a week, then all these other subsequent strikes from everybody else would have gone a little bit better. Because you have one of the largest and most important unions in the country, you know, the rail workers who have their own different federal guidelines for striking, go on strike, attempt to, get shut down by the federal government, uh, get effectively shafted on their demands, like get pretty much nothing they were asking for, get told, yeah, now it's a federal crime if you go on strike because we have spoken. And now it's like now you got to be like Hollywood or any of these other major companies that have striking workers. Look at that and be like, oh well, yeah, okay, yeah, we can do whatever we want. What, like, I mean, they're, like they're the, not pro union. Because Biden had come out and just struck down BNSF and like, no, fuck you, you're gonna do, you know, these guys are either gonna strike or you're gonna do that. Then that really would have probably affected how the big three look at the UAW. You know,
0: yeah. And I mean, what the writers have been on strike for? What three or five months now? Oh my god, it, it's got to be longer than that. It, it, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a painful, and I am sure, like, is solidarity with the writers because, like, I'm sure that 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 probably hurts if they haven't already all taken like side gig jobs at this point. Yeah, I just I feel like it's kind of one of those.
1: Why don't we. You know, the narrative around it last year was, well, we can't afford to let the railroad workers go on strike because, you know, obviously they move all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But then the idea is, well, we have to just prevent them from going on strike rather than actually acquiescing to any of their demands, really. Or allowing them to go on strike to prove their value and then forcing the railroad companies to come to the table and actually negotiate in good faith and not just... Operate with the full knowledge that the federal government can't afford to allow them to go on strike because it's a midterm, so we'll just you know roll over. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, it's not the same because they have different guidelines, but it definitely set a precedent that all these other companies are operating under, which is pro-union Joe. You know, Joe Biden or whatever is not going to come to your rescue because, you know, if you if you he wouldn't help the rail union more, why is he going to? Like, I, I've just been seeing headlines about like. The UAW, and it's like seen like well, Trump outflanked Biden on the United Auto Workers, and it's like how the hell is that possible? Like, I, I one, I don't believe that, and two, just go to Detroit, Biden, just just go stand on the picket line, just do that. that that's all you got to do. Like that proves that you're actually pro union, you know.
0: Or if you don't even want to go to Detroit, you could go to like any of the oh. other striking plants across mm-hmm. the Midwest, like because. I mean, if you want to go, like, if there's one in, like, if there's a plant in Ohio, that's a swing state. I mean.
1: I mean, and you know how much that would love. You know, maybe it's not, like, good with, like, the Washington elite or whatever where they're lobbyists or, you know, from the Ford Motor Company or whatever. But, like, you know how many blue-collar people are going to look at that who are union themselves, like postal workers or... Any number of people, sanitation workers or whatever, who are going to look Whoa. at that and be like, well, here's a guy standing up for the UAW in well, you know, solidarity. There you go. That makes me feel better because if I were to go on strike, instead of it being like the rail strike that they shut down, now I feel better about my job and myself. You know. Well,
0: technically, I think the uh, Postal Workers Union are unionized basically against the president.
1: Yeah. They're still voters.
0: They are still voters. Yeah anyway all right do you think that's a, that's enough
1: right, i can just keep going but if you want to call it what, what are we at uh, 35 minutes
0: all right uh this is gonna be a short one sorry about that it's guys it's really
1: that short if you look on average our episodes are about like 35 to 50 minutes so it's actually this is about average guys you get what oh. you pay for which is nothing which is nothing <laughs> you all don't right pay for anything. um
0: yeah so this has been uh cleo talk i'm just
1: gonna keep derailing the ending right here because i think it's funnier um I don't know. I don't really have anything else to talk about. I just think it's funnier to make you wait. I've
0: been RC. And I've been Matt. Uh, you you
1: and uh, follow us on Twitter, at
0: History. Yeah, do, 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 if it, end, end us. You, uh, you do it.
1: Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, it's harder you'd than you think, huh? It's harder at than you think. Uh Go ahead and like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're watching this on Spotify. Um, there are better ways to watch than Spotify. Save yourself.
0: Uh, as a Spotify user, uh, five stars would really help us. A- anyway, That's true. It, like if, you're if watching you' watching
1: this on Podcast Addict, you have good taste.
0: If you are on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. You can also like it. We don't actually check the Apple Podcast statistics very often, so um, yeah. we probably won't see your review if you do post one. Um, and yeah, all right. Bye bye. bye.